the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy and Lisa. You just heard the Albert King classic, Can't You See What You're Doing to Me? And uh, that is performed and recorded by the UK blues rock singer-songwriter Deborah Bonham and her husband, guitarist and songwriter Peter Bullock. And their new album is coming out. It's Bonham Bullock, uh, the name of their band. And um, it is coming out on April 29th through Quarto Valley Records. But that is the first single from the album, and it's super exciting. Uh, So March 25th, the single is out, and you can also pre-order the album. So go to DebraBonham.com, and we are super excited to have her here on the show. So, Deborah, how are you? I'm good. Hey, Lisa. It's good to be with you. I'm nice to have you. And Miss Nancy, yes. yes, she's the lady Nancy. with the halo on the side. I have the halo. <laughs> she has the halo. Looking beautiful. You know, this <laughs> this album is so good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you guys are you you are the amazing duo. Obviously, you have an incredible band behind you too that you guys have been playing for years together. But um, the guitar playing, I mean, he's incredible in your voice. Mm-hmm. I, this is just. What a treat. We, yeah. we love when we hear women who truly know how to get down with the blues and get dirty and gritty and then still rock it out. And it's just, when when do we get to see you tour with Mavis Staples? I'd love Ooh, to see that happen. That'd be awesome. Oh, no. oh, well, you've hit the nail on the head there, Mavis Staples. I mean, you know, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Um... Uh, well, I can't even, it, that would just be unbelievable. <laughs> it would be perfect. It's like that the perfect cool. pairing to me, you yeah. know. Thank you uh. so much, you know. It's just great to, to hear that you, you like the album. It's, uh, you know, it was, it was a, it's a, a change in direction for us because I've always written our own music. And, right. and so, you know, um, you sort of get an idea of when you first write a song, the, the, the melody comes and the chords and then, I've got pretty much an idea where it's going to end up and I'll play it to the band and then they'll put their bit on it. But we sort of know, but with this, this was a departure because it's, it's other people's songs and, mm. and some of them are classics. Some of them are obscure, but they're in amazing songs. So um, had to dig really deep, you know, to keep mm. the respect for the original, but put our take on it, our interpretation and that was a real challenge. You know, quite often I was getting really worried, especially with Albert King, because it's Albert right. King. And Dude, so I'm like, yeah. oh, oh my goodness, you know, you can't, you can't just copy it. You've got to, um, you've got to do your own thing. It's got to be true to you. Otherwise it's just fake. It's, so you, mm. you, you've got to have it's, it. It's a challenge. I mean, the, and you guys yeah. do, the respect is there and it's, it is just one of those albums that you're going to play over and over yeah. and oh, over again. You. you know, it's just thank one you. of those that you want to feel good or you, you know, you got the blues either way you, you want to listen to it because there's something, it's mm-hmm. a really good collection. Um, are these songs that you guys have been playing on stage or like, how did we you have, select these? We are now, but no, not, not before. They, oh, they, wow. were, completely, they were completely random. Um, oh. when the decision was made to do, um a covers album um or more uh, interpretations of other people's songs i just didn't want to go down the the obvious or the, the typical the yeah 
Yeah, because they've, they've all been done. And I mean, I know Albert King's song's been done, but I thought if I'd just do a couple. Um, and so, you know, I just dug deep into lots of different songs. There were people that um, helped me. I mean, a friend of mine, Gary, Gary Nesbitt over in New Jersey, he's a, a real uh, songsmith, you know, he's, he's, he knows every, every song going back, goodness knows when. So he sent me loads. And my dear friend, Roy Williams, who uh, sadly passed away at the beginning of COVID, but he, um, he is a front of house, was the front of house sound engineer for Robert Plant for years and years. And Roy sent me a lot of songs and Robert sent me some songs too, you know, and said, mm. I think this would be really good for you. Um, and so by the end of it, I had, you know, at least a hundred songs. Oh my God. Wow. But yeah. isn't that cool though, when people send you songs, because they're thinking about your voice and then all the same yeah. is playing. Yeah. So they're that hearing, was- you know, they hear that it's like, okay, they know, they know who I, who we are as a team. Yeah. Right. And then, but then what a cool listening party. I mean, did you just sit back and go, okay, let's have a listening party tonight and write down what we want. I mean, that's, that's a cool thing about getting all this music in. Pretty much, you know, I mean, it was really me. I, I sort of um, went through them all and, and I got quite ruthless with it because I sort of know what I, what I can bring, you know, we've been doing this so long and the, the, we've been in this band for years. I mean, I've been with Pete for 30 years. You know, we've been wow. married. Married and o'clock. on stage together. Holy cow. Married. Oh my so, God. How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome though. You guys look like you have fun. I've watched uh, video clips of you guys and I just, I want to see you guys perform live. Nancy wouldn't, I mean, this Mm -hmm. is for us, this is like listening to your music. We're like, Oh, we've got to see them live. And um, do you guys ever come over here? Are you, are you coming to the States? The plan was to come over. Um, I mean, this, we were doing all this album when COVID kept going. March 2020 um, and we were planning on coming back over to America because we were there in 2018 on the Paul oh. Rogers, Jeff Beck and Wilson Stars Align tour because awesome. the, the band actually backed Paul for his set yeah. and I opened up the whole the whole thing and it was absolutely fantastic and that's where we yeah. hooked up the Water Valley Records so um, who have been just amazing they they gave us complete freedom to do the album we wanted to do and and i think awesome. this day is quite amazing you know they're, they're it's great, rare great. yeah so um cool so that, yeah we, the momentum was going and and then um we we came out in 2019 and played the east coast played the cutting room and went up to daryl hall's place nice. and uh levon helms and oh it was um, oh up in woodstock nice. oh my god yeah yeah, yeah i loved awesome. it oh uh, so we were on a you know we were on a it, the momentum was going and then bang wipe out yeah. <laughs> um and that was a bit of a shocker but you know we got we, we we got through and picked up the reins again and just went okay now's now's the time to do it so we're touring in the uk and europe starting april 6th but um we're really hoping that come the fall we'll be out there because that, that's you know we really want to be out there and come and play we so want you to, and no, you know, we tra- we're going to come see you wherever you go. <laughs> well, there's tickets there for you, Lisa. Oh. And Ms. Nancy. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my fun. gosh. 
fall to our, I mean, that's it. Like fall is that a would, nice time too. Yeah. It's a beautiful that's time a to beautiful come over. Time. And, and also if you get over here, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, it, we need it. I mean, we, we need you guys to come over here. It just yeah. it would, would be like a good way of saying COVID screw you. It's time to party again and yeah. get down to some real music. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it would be a good way of like, yeah. I think everybody wants to do that. You know, I mean, yeah. Two years of, of um, you know, of hell really with that yeah. pandemic, and I think it's it's uh, time to 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 let let rip a bit and and get out there and play. And I can't, you know, I can't wait. And this is a great band to do that with because they're so funny. I mean, mm. it, it's just a constant. Uh, you know, it's a very very funny band. I, I mean, oh, that's good. Cool. They get out on the stage and they just nail it and. And it's great, and and we we can just look at each other and know where it's going to go. But yeah, get be prepared for afterwards because they'll be whisking you away and getting drinks down your necks, no doubt. Oh, oh that's really hard. To I'm deal here. With us. That's really <laughs> I'm difficult. Here. But but this is the thing, you know. It's like I think there's a the vibe in in the album too for us. I mean, you could you already just know you you just want to party you listen to it and it's like you know you just you have that vibe of a a band that is really super tight and it's really cool when a band is like that because Mm -hmm. it opens it up especially for shows when you're at a show that here comes the jam side of it you know when you're really tight you're 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 able to jam you know i mean we we have done i mean one of the songs we we were in france the one uh one night we arrived into France and uh, we were playing this theater and everybody was in the bar and I speak, I, I used to speak good French, but it, it went a bit ropey as the years of not going there. <laughs> so I've picked it up again, but my agent keeps telling me, don't, no, no, don't get, don't get too good because they love the way you keep making mistakes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we're in the, in the bar and I'm, I'm, I'm looking around and um, all of a sudden I, I see Prince's face come up on the screen. And then I went, oh my goodness, listen, I think Prince has just died. And Oh God, and he, no. So the next day we, we went in, in, we were in the theater, we did a sound check and um, I said, you know what? We should go into some, some Prince tonight. Anyway, we didn't mm. sort of think too much about it. And then on, on the night, we were halfway through this one song and, and the vibe just felt right. And we went straight into Purple Rain and the place went crazy. And it was so emotional. I don't know mm. what happened. It just, you know, the band picked yeah. it up and we were and, and Pete played out of his skin guitar. Oh my God. Mm. streaming down my face. The crowd were going crazy and everybody got emotional. So mm. yeah, we would do, we'll suddenly just go off, you know. So, well, yeah, I can, I could hear Pete that's playing, cool. you know, Prince, because Prince, I think he was one of the most underrated guitarists on the planet. Honestly, I don't think people really realized how, how I mean, there's Prince was. fans and just what he did even in jazz before more yeah, of the yeah, pop yeah. rock stuff. You know what I mean? He, he was, a, I mean, I still like, I, I laugh at that one um, recording that goes around of him playing uh, while my guitar gently weeps. And, you know, it's, and uh, George Harrison's son is there in his face. Yeah, everybody's yeah. like, here comes Prince. And yeah, that was that the was big it. solo. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was pretty awesome. And I, you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, a lot of people um, just remember him, the songs and him singing, but his guitar playing was just, and his production, his, you know, his producing oh. skills, his songwriting skills, his, you know, and, and 
yeah, don't forget his, his dancing, you know. I mean, he was just, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was, oh, a, it was a big shock. And I think whether you're a Prince fan or not a Prince fan or whatever, the fact that we all knew him, mm-hmm. it's sort of that night in France, it was just, you had oh. to pay homage to him and, it, and the whole place did and it was great, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you tour Europe often? I mean, talking in regular terms here, like you know, normal, non-COVIDy times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have done. I mean, we ha- we can't wait to get back. You know, we're, we're off again in, I think it's May. Uh, oh, okay, we've been right. for, you know, two th- since two thousand nineteen. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a great place to tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. Know- Brexit stuff, which is which made it a bit difficult, but right. Irish, so he's got an Irish passport, which is still in the European Union, so we're fine, you know. But um, we love it. I mean, they, they've they know how to look after their 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 guests, their artists, their musicians, you know. I mean, the mayor will throw a a, a concert in the these medieval villages, and it's cool. free people to come in and it's a massive stage in front of a great big church and it's all lit up and incredible lights oh. and everything and wow. they put on all this food and red and white wine you know they they really know how to I want to go <laughs> oh yeah I mean seriously I mean it, we've had some fantastic shows there um wow. so um yeah we can't wait to get back can't wait how did you meet Peter at a wedding um, oh, no. that's always, see what happens? See what happens, he's <laughs> right. 31, 32 years later. Um, oh. God. He, um, he, was, he was a friend of the bride and I was a friend of the groom. And there he was go. a band that um, offered to do the wedding music as a wedding gift. And it was a real sort of bar band, really, you know, blues rock playing everything from Georgia Satellites to Tom Petty and, you know, <laughs> all manner of everything that they played. And they were really, really good. Um, but, um, and I got up and sang with them. And uh, that was it, really. That was, we we met and Very that was cool. the end. So, and here we still are, just yeah. by the skin of our teeth, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, it wasn't it, um, you know, the Bonham Band, uh, Deborah Bonham Band, and then you guys decided, okay, it's both of your names together. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I mean, for a long time, it's just because I was already, um, you know, I'd made an album before I met him, and so it was sort of, and I was already playing in different bands, so, um, and it was always Deborah Deborah Bonham Band. Uh, so we just stuck with that, you know. But this now, I mean, he's such a phenomenal talent, and you know, for somebody like Paul Rogers to pick him to play guitar with him and you know he's 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 just a phenomenal talent and and so are the band and it's always been it's always been us it's always been the the band you know um it mm. was just that, that we never really you know pete pete doesn't like change too much so you know he's <laughs> he, he likes things to be the way they are and when you start talking change he's like oh you know don't change the <laughs> wrong. I was like, you know what come on it's um <laughs> I just felt that this was a new project, um, mm. something different. And I just wanted it to, you know, really recognize him and recognize the band for, for, for what it is, because we are, we're a team and, and mm. it's as simple as that, you know. Mm. It's nice. like Trucks and Tedeschi, they ended up like, oh yeah, duh, let's just 
merge it and and have a big party and go on the road and record and yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I mean yeah they're fantastic band and I think that's probably you know a little bit why I thought well yeah why, why not do do that why not I mean uh, Buckingham Knicks did it before Fleetwood Mac and you know it's sort of why not do that you know yeah. so um so yeah so I, I I suggested it Pete was a bit oh I don't know and, and then he sort of liked the idea and so okay here we are Bonham oh Bullock. that's awesome but so tell us that who's in your band we always want to give a shout out to the band you know yeah uh, because they're they're behind everything you know so yeah, tell us, sure yeah. well um the drummer is a guy called Richard Newman um and Rich his father was, is Tony Newman, who was the drummer with Sounds Incorporated mm -hmm. and David Bowie and lots of different people. So he's got a, a lineage, you know, of uh, coming from a, uh, a drumming family, mm -hmm. a bit like me. So Yeah, well, yeah here mm -hmm. we go. Yeah. yeah. So, I've got to say, everybody, if you don't know, Deborah's brother, late brother is John Bonham, you know. So yeah, there we go. Say that. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that's Rich, um, and he's been with, Rich has been with us about 13 years, so he's a new boy. Oh, wow. Um, he's the new boy on the block. Yeah. <laughs> Keyboard player is Gerard Lewis, um, mm. and, and uh, we call, he's known as G, mm. and he's been with us for all forever and so he did all the keyboard all the the oh my god the keys on the album are mm, phenomenal whether it's yeah, piano well, we, had we had a couple of guests as well on, um on on a couple of songs with hammond there was john baggett who uh was in massive attack and sensational robert plant sensational space shifters and portishead mm -hmm. and uh, we had a couple of friends come on and you know we had bj cole on pedal steel guitar because he's a friend uh, brother Paul Brown, who is with the Water Boys and uh, Ann Peebles and Bobby Rush, and he came on and did a bit of Hammond. Um, and Andy Stoller did some bass from Heart. He came on because we met him on tour with Ann Wilson, and and he was like, "Yeah, I really want to play with you guys." So when the album came about, we said, "Well, why doesn't Andy play a track?" You know, so it, we had a few great friends come on and play. But that's cool. Well, on the whole, you know, it was it was G, um, mm. and yeah, he's a fantastic piano player. And then Ian Rowley on bass, and I've known Ian since we were teenagers, so yeah, long time, <laughs> long wow. time. You know, it uh, sounds like your whole family is musical. Like it's some like a musical house and talent. Like you know, just looking at siblings, it, it just seems like this was a family of whether it's photography or songwriting, singing, drumming, obviously, you know, all of that, it seems like it's just a very creative force of England. Move over everybody. <laughs> it's like, you know, here they and, come. But isn't that like a fun way to, to, to grow up in just a creative oh, space? Yeah. Oh, I mean, growing up with, um, with John. Yeah. I mean, going back, my mom and dad, uh, yeah. loved music my mom always wanted to be what she called a uh co comedy musical star but she <laughs> never had the guts to do it I don't know Aww. what a comedy musical star is but anyway she um she wanted to do that but they always play great music and um you know they're, they're one of their main things uh was the big bands so Benny Goodman oh. and Gene uh Glenn Miller mm. uh and yeah. because of Benny Goodman, whose drummer was Gene Krupa, 
John just, well, John was hitting pots and pans from a baby, you know, but he absolutely loved Gene Krupa. And well, Buddy Rich. So, oh, Buddy Rich yeah, is still, yeah. It goes back to mum and dad playing yeah. this stuff mm-hmm. all the time, you know, and then it became the Beatles and my cousin was crazy on Elvis. So Elvis was getting played and... Oh, I remember when we lived in England, everybody had Elvis. Everybody, Elvis and it was king. like the Velvet Elvis was everywhere we went. Oh, like, yeah, and, Elvis. And Cliff um, Richard. I remember Cliff someone saying Cliff Richard is England's answer to Elvis. And we're like, we're no, like, he's no. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. God bless him. I'm sorry. But, I mean, he's good what he does. But, you know, no. <laughs> no. But, I mean, for That's you, funny. did you start writing songs first or singing? Because your voice is just so damn incredible. It's it's powerful and soft. And mm. you've got all the timing and just the feels. You've got all the feels, you know. Oh, and I think that's you. so, you know, And but it's not, you've got this really good dynamic of not overdoing it. And I know that's, you know, when you get into that kind of singing, you know, I, I sing too. And it's just that um, you have to watch it because you can, you can, you could just go crazy yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're, yeah. you know what I mean? Emotionally putting yourself out there. I think, yeah. um, I mean, I've, I've always sung, you know, even from a, a, a young girl and I was singing at school and stuff. I didn't really start doing it, uh, writing songs and, until I was quite a bit older I think you know I was late teens um, and I didn't really get going until I finished school which was you know when I was 18 19 so um, but all my life you know John you've always had what it takes to make it happen and we know the right tools can make it easier at Stereo University we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program so you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. John loved many, many genres of music, but one of his favorites was Motown. Mm. And so he would always be playing the likes of, um, uh, you know, the Four Tops with Levi Stubbs singing. And so, and then we'd have Al Green and there'd be James Brown and there'd be, yeah. um, cool. Otis Redding was a big mm. one, you know, and Aretha Franklin and, and all of those. And, and that's soul mm. uh, just for me, you know, and Peebles as well. And I mean, just maybe Staples, as you, as you say, you know, oh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's phenomenal singing, you know, and phenomenal music. And the, the, one of his favorites was, uh, we called them over here, the Detroit Spinners with Felipe mm-hmm. Wynn. Remember Rubber Band Man? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, I've sort of, that's really all my life has been going on. And then, then there was the, the Joni Mitchells and the Janis Joplin's and the Stephen Nicks mm-hmm. and then and the, and the, and the Paul Rogers. And, uh, of course, Robert, I've, I've listened to him since I was, you know, yeah. five, mm-hmm. old, five or six years old. So he's been my biggest influence, I would say. And he's, he's, a, he's amazing with his voice. Mm-hmm. He's transformed over the years and what he's doing with Alison Krauss and just yeah it's, it's it's really but he's still the you know the blues and the rock and that 
in and he always has that celtic mystique moving in just this kind yeah, of like there's a little mm. swirl in there you know but yeah, you're going back we still got it that's it yeah he's got that woo you know but the um <laughs> Going back to the soul and the R&B, you've got Sam Cooke on, you covered Trouble mm -hmm. Blues on this, and yeah. it's just, it's so good. Uh, that, I mean, when you get into the Sam Cooke albums and his music, I, I wish he was still, I mean, could you imagine where he would be today, you know, yeah. if he was still here oh, with, with God? I mean, that mm. was another one, that, that was way, that weighed really heavy because... <clears throat> It was me. It was like I axed my own leg because it was me who wanted to do the Sam Cooke song. Oh, so, I love it. And I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing? This is like, this is, I don't know, career suicide. You're going to attempt Sam Cooke. Um, and I just thought, okay. And I loved his, you know, the, his version of, of Trouble Blues. So it, what we did had to be completely different. But when we got in the studio and we were trying it out, it was, wasn't working. And I just went, no, 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 no. It's just mm. not, this isn't happening. I said, tell you what, everybody stop playing and let's just have a, a straight drum beat and slow it right down and I'll sing it. Because I could sort of hear it being very gospely, sort of mm -hmm. bit spooky, ethereally sort of thing. And so we, that's what we did. And I just sang it a cappella, and it worked. And I went, yeah. There, there. That, it's, uh, it's beautiful and then um, I, I just this is such an interesting collection of music mm -hmm. too you know the changeling that that one chris wilson this is yeah tell us about that because that um that song to, i don't know i kind of felt like that that's like our that should be our tour theme song <laughs> you know just well, we you know changing everything it's like a good song about travel and <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah tell us about putting that one on it's like a it's like a it was so interesting that you closed the album with it too because it kind of opens the door for part two <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well you never know but it um I hadn't heard Chris he's he's um you know he's he's, he's an Australian uh artist and so he, sadly he's passed away too but um mm he I mean he's huge in Australia and it was my friend Gary uh, Gary Nesbitt sent sent it over and said have, have a look at, at this guy have a listen to some of his stuff see what you think I was totally blown away blown away I mean the man could play harmonica like you wouldn't believe and he just got a he almost got a like a a Leonard Cohen cross mm. Um, uh, JJ Kale cross. Uh, oh, I love my JJ. He had this whole this whole vibe going on, and this song came up, and I was knocked out. In fact, you know, it was one of those moments where I, I, goosebumps, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, good grief! And yeah. I just knew I wanted to do it, but it, again, it had to be it had to be us doing it. You know, it couldn't be a a copy of 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 exactly what he'd done. So we changed it and did a few things and um and I sent it to his widow um, oh. who is an, an amazing uh singer songwriter in Australia herself and she sent me the most wonderful email back um mm. and it was it, it was incredible just because for me I was standing in that studio doing that song and and the, we had some candles you know and uh, it was all quite you know creating the atmosphere and um at the end of it I was quite emotional and I, I 
I just wanted to send her the record and I sent it to her and she came back and said she absolutely loved it and it was yeah it was great right, yeah, he's an amazing talent in fact I, you know it, it's such a shame he he passed away I think it was um cancer and uh you know mm. gone way too soon because he was an incredible talent mm. we have to we have to close the show with that I think because it's just that song as soon as I heard it and I was like damn and then the album's over I'm like oh okay hit replay but (laughs) you can do that but but it's such a good I mean that song just was like oh man this is one of those and as you hear it you just love it even more you know what I mean it's just like it's like a really good bottle of wine you just okay let me have another sip nice and nice and just it it just grows on you you know I, I think that that has to be one of my favorites. But then bleeding muddy waters. Mm. Oh my God. That uh Nancy, Nancy Bo, she's she's like, what what's going on over here? Yeah. That, like, hey, that is tell us about putting that on because mm. that uh, you know, bleeding muddy waters, uh, that um yeah, I like that one. I, um I, again, I mean Mark Lanigan and uh, this this sounds awful, but he passed away two weeks ago. Oh my god. I know it's like wow oh, I really wanted to send it to him and um and of course I you know I couldn't and um yeah wow. again another one gone too soon because Mark Lanigan fantastic talent and he um he's been he's done some work with John Paul Jones um and um and so I'd heard of him that way I thought well, I'm gonna check him out and um and I loved his stuff and then I heard this song and and I just sort of knew when I heard it, it just had that lilt. I thought, yeah, I, yep. I know. What yeah, can yeah. Do with this song. And it just, you know, again, the, the, those all those songs were the sort of ethereal type, moody type ones that I picked because um, I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I love to get it going as well. But um, I just I just loved it. So I thought, yeah, we'll we'll. We'll do that, and I love the lyric. You know, I mean, it's it's it, it, it's, it's perfect. Lyric has to res- resonate, and and mm-hmm. all of those songs, the changeling, it resonated. It mm-hmm. it just you know, um, and then there's another song on the album, uh, Patty Griffin's song called mm. uh, "When It Don't Come Easy," and that one, that lyric, um, I. I got halfway through the song and I, you know, I, I burst, burst into tears because it was so powerful <laughs> what she'd written, you know. And so it was all about that. The songs were all about picking the songs that already moved me in the original format, you know. They just made me go, yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. And it was just, it was just a joy to do it. It was a challenge and we had to dig deep. And then, you know, I won't say there weren't some moments where we were like, Crikey, are we going to come out the other end of this? And it's mm-hmm. the first time that I've produced a record oh, fully. Oh, cool. So, um, there were times where I felt the weight on my shoulders and thinking, you know, you've, you've, these aren't just, these aren't your own songs. So it, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. These are precious to somebody. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was great. And at the end of the day, it, it, it's just been the most incredible journey and met some great people along the way, got to work with some great people. We took it to um, Peter Gabriel's studio, uh, Real World over in Bath uh, mm. in the UK for Tim Oliver to mix it. And that was a, 
a complete joy because he just got it from day one so knew the sound we were going for. So, yeah, no, it, it's been fantastic. I'm just oh, glad it's, I'm glad we've at long last got it. Your birthday, I know. <laughs> it's a big birthing, but you know, doing it's like a tribute album at the same time mm-hmm. you're carrying the torch of these musicians and songwriters. Exactly. And coming out of that, do you did you learn? Did you get inspired for your own writing? Yeah, absolutely. I'm writing now. You know, I, I think um, I took time out because I've, I've always been a you know just um, you know I'll be out and about and I suddenly get an idea for a song, but. When the pandemic hit, I I lost it for a while. I just mm. I just didn't want to write about anything. I didn't feel inspired by anything. I think it was the processing of what was going on with the pandemic. So I spent most of my time growing vegetables and walking with dogs. And <laughs> hey, you know, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we've got some rescued animals and uh, you know and rescued dogs and horses and donkey and and I just Donkeys. thought <laughs> I just thought I'd. Um, you know, take some time out and just do that. And then also, I think with doing the album, I wanted to get this finished. I couldn't, it was almost like cluttering my head a bit too much to to go and start doing other stuff. And yeah. that's the thing when you're a musician sometimes or a singer-songwriter, you, you get one album in the bag and you move on very quickly. And of course, this wasn't finished. So I, I just didn't feel I could move away from it onto anything else. I just couldn't. So I, I've got to see this through before I go to the next mm-hmm. project. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I've um, got back into writing again now. So we'll see where that goes. And But it might be a, you know, it might be a part two, as you say. <laughs> I, I hope so. Because I, yeah, yeah, cause it, I think you're also inspiring people to listen to not the same typical songs over and over mm-hmm. again. You know, yeah. you, you, people tend to get into a set, song list you know or oh I always listen to this instead of hey you know what I I, it's like don't just listen to respect by Aretha Franklin she's done so many other songs yeah you know what I mean it's like go listen to all the other songs right yeah and go listen to the b-side it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd like to just do a radio show called the b-side but then you know that's a bad thing that Mm -hmm. I mean I, I I totally agree and and also um I, I'm, I'm thinking that if, if people do hear this, but they haven't heard Chris Wilson or mm-hmm. Mark Lanigan or Bernard Fowler, who wrote See You Again, the first track. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's he's an incredible singer-songwriter. He's been the, the back-end vocalist for the Rolling Stones for years and years. Mm. But, oh, my goodness, this guy's voice. He's just, and, and, and his songwriting, and I heard him on this album, his album called The Burra, and there was this song, See You Again, and I was just, that was it. Um, so, uh, you know, if people like what, if they've heard this but haven't heard that, I'm, I'm sort of hoping that people will then go and dig back and go, well, look, yeah, where did that song come from? And then it opens it up into a whole new world of other artists. Mm-hmm. You know? I like um, that, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they seriously, there's some incredible artists uh, that we've, whose songs we've taken, and um, and tried to do our interpretation on them and keep the respect for the original and for those artists. And um, yeah, no, it's been great. And yeah, yeah, we, we might do part two. That'd be cool. Oh, good. Yeah. So where are you in England? I'm on the South Coast. Um, oh, okay. 
Nice. So um, in a place called Chichester, which is okay. West Sussex. Okay, cool. So when are you going to do like a tour within England itself? Yeah, we start on the 6th of within April. Within the walls of Brexit. <laughs> yeah, within the walls of Brexit. Oh, yeah. Well, um, uh, it, it, yes, April the 6th we start and we're up and down the country. So oh, good. we're all over the place cool. and we go into Europe and we do France and Belgium and Netherlands and uh, What's going on with Belgium? I see a lot of blues artists going to Belgium. Like that's well, the... It's cool. It's a, it's a great, great place. I mean, they, yeah. you know, it's, they have some great clubs and, and I think everybody in Europe, I think we're doing it more now. There was a time here that we were losing a lot of our theatres and clubs. And then when COVID hit, mm. it became even more of a panic that some of our, our iconic venues were going to disappear but I think since COVID and now, because everyone was starved of it for two years, I think people are starting to go out and go to shows. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I mm -hmm. think it will be good. But over in, over in Europe, especially Belgium, I mean, they've got some great places to play. And again, they, they love their music. Czech Republic is just incredible to go and play because they were starved of great music for so long. Right. That they just love you. You know, they just nice. love their music. So no, it's a great yeah. place, provided it stays in one piece with what's going on at the moment. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're all yeah, pretty devastated. So I'm so, mm, yeah. uh, not wishing to bring this down, but it, uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. devastating what's going on. So we're all praying for peace and hope, you know, for the Ukrainians that it will absolutely survive. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, even, you know, just in place like Turkey, like um, uh, John, John Lee Hooker Jr., went there and did like this big I think it was in Budapest that he was at yeah um huge just blues you know festivals yeah, over yeah. There. it's big in in Europe yeah um, well that's great resurgence here so um yeah you know it, it's great it's just great to see good music and I think if anything that the pandemic has has told us you know go out go out go out and grab carpe sum you know because it's it's finite what we've got and and I think mm -hmm. you know there's so, so many great things to go out and do and and yeah if, if exactly. you can a few pounds you can you can spare and uh, go and see some great music support the venues because without them yeah you know you just end up with stadium bands and the, that will cost you foot which is great you know I love that too but yeah that costs you a lot of money Whereas there's some real grassroots stuff going on and a lot, lot cheaper and it's brilliant, you know? And it's mm -hmm. intimate. It's more of an mm -hmm. intimate show, which has got like yeah. an energy that's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, we went, we finally got to see uh, friends of ours, the Cravens Band out in South Florida last year. And um, it was just a nice was small magical. club and it was raining, which is unfortunate because I have an outdoor venue too, which is yeah. outdoors is always just, you know, it's just, it's, you know kind of connected to nature so it's a little yeah. more tribal and um you know but it it was it, as we try 
because we travel full time, we ended up pet sitting. Talk about we've been taking care of pigs, goats, chickens, dogs, cats, <laughs> you name it. Um, you know, so we've been doing that as we travel just to be socially distanced. And um, but anyway, so we had to get back because we had a little dog that we said, OK, we can only go for a few hours. But uh, and Nancy's like, OK, we got to be careful, you know, social distance and all that. I could barely get her out of the venue. And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, come on. And they're like, leave Nancy here. You go back and do your thing. Yeah. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> so it was, it, but it really? was just, oh my God, you, when you are back hearing live music, there's, there's yeah, nothing awesome. on, there's just nothing awesome. like it. And, yeah, and it yeah. was just, and they're so good. They're such a great band. And we're like, mm. oh my God, please don't, don't let this end. <laughs> don't yeah. let this end because really you fun. forget yeah. how, how much live it feeds music. your soul. You know, it, it's, yeah. we need it. We'll we come over and, um, and you'll have to come, come and we'll yeah. take care of you for the night. You'll love it. Where, where <laughs> do you know when you, are you going to go most on the East Coast, do you think? Or are you at that I point? Don't know it, it depends how it all pans out. You know, we mm, yeah. wait and see. And uh, I know that everybody at Quarter Valley Records is, you know, looking into it now. So, you know, it's just hope and a prayer and, and, and we'll be there, you know. Cool. We we'll give you a trailer. We'll pull you across the country on the back of a trailer. But <laughs> 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 well, listen, well, hopefully, Uh-oh. hopefully we do get to connect. And definitely, I know our audience are all, all over Europe and England as well. So uh, mm. hopefully they'll catch your shows too. But definitely get the album, everyone. Uh, go to DebraBonham.com is the website. And of course, like we started the show with uh, Can't You See What You're Doing to Me? It's uh, Albert King Classic. That is their first single out March 25th. And you can pre-order the album around that time too. So just keep up with Deborah's website, DebraBonham.com. And uh, and that's Deborah D-E-B-O-R-A-H. I always just like to prove that I can spell. Um, and then also, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're going to close with uh, The Chain Bling. I think that's... Um, definitely the song we want to close with today again Mm. uh, written by chris wilson and uh, also we got to give a shout out to our sponsor of today's show which is norfolk tours in england now uh yeah he's awesome have you been to norfolk (laughs) it can't be that far from you right yeah i've played norfolk yeah 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 we go to norfolk we there's a there's a, a place a little place up there we used to play which is beautiful Blakeney, I think it was called. It was right on the coast. Very beautiful county. Wow. Oh, yeah. so nice. he takes people all around East Anglia, Norfolk, and helps them trace their family history. So a lot wow. of Americans and Australians, mm. Canadians go over and yeah. he helps them, takes them to, you know, the grave sites, uh, to the churches and, and anything else they want to do too. So that's yeah, really exactly. cool. So I have to tell him you have to start taking musicians around and tour them around. <laughs> That'd be cool. I know. So everyone keep up with Glenn at Norfolk-tours.co.uk. But here it is, the changeling. Thank you. Changeling. I can say it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Lisa. And thank you, Miss Nancy. It's it's absolutely beautiful to meet you both. Thank you. And thank you. See you when you get here. (laughs) Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cigarette, a 
cigarette while I was sleeping. And you packed your things in a cardboard case, a cardboard case, and slammed the door on me. It's alright. Move if you think it's alright. The rescue. 